What's up, guys? Ryan Horn here, and welcome to the Extraordinary Man Podcast. This is the one and only podcast specifically designed to help married businessmen create more profit and purpose in their business without sacrificing their family, health, or marriage in the process. Each week, I interview some of the world's most extraordinary men, including seven- and eight-figure entrepreneurs, elite athletes, best-selling authors, and world-class speakers. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to another recap episode. Today, I'm going to be giving a recap of the interview I did with Alan Shimamoto. And like always, if you have not listened to the full episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that. And I know Alan personally, he's an amazing guy, and you're really going to get a lot of value out of this recap. So we started off with his backstory, and he has kind of a unique one. So his dad was born in the U.S., but he's of Japanese descent, and he was one of 110,000 Japanese Americans that were actually put in an internment camp um, along with his family, and they ended up losing everything because of it. And I actually had no idea that this happened until recently, and a lot of people still don't know that uh, during World War II, Japanese Americans, a large number of them were rounded up and put in these internment camps where they had to live because the U.S. government didn't know if they could trust them, like, are they loyal to Japan, are they not, whatever, and so it ended up being a, a pretty horrible deal for the Japanese Americans, including Alan's dad. And so, like I said, his family ended up losing everything because of it. But despite that, um, he actually signed up for the U.S. Army and ended up serving 23 years and serving his country. And so his dad ended up getting married. And after 10 years, you know, they found out they couldn't have kids. And so they were in Japan and they went to an orphanage and they picked Alan out of this group of kids in the orphanage and brought him back to the U.S. And I believe Alan's dad was stationed in Japan at the time, which is why they went to a Japanese orphanage. So had his dad not joined the U.S. Army, despite you know what happened to him having to go into an internment camp during World War II, uh, Alan would not have been on the podcast speaking to me. He wouldn't even be in the U.S. He, who knows what would have happened to him. So crazy backstory there. And he shared a few lessons from his dad that I think were really cool. He talked about how his dad faced a lot of racism and he was never bitter over it. He would always tell him, don't be bitter, be better. And there's this Japanese term, which I'm not even going to attempt to say it. I have no idea how to say it, how to spell it, anything. So if you want to hear the actual term from Alan, go back and listen to the full episode. But essentially it means just get over it. So it was cool to hear him talk about his dad and how he basically flipped the script. He didn't allow racism and how he was treated to affect the rest of his life. So then I asked Alan how he got into the insurance business and he told the backstory of how he basically kind of lucked into it. You know, he ended up going to eight different colleges over a five and a half year period, which is something he said he hasn't shared with many people. And he really just did not know what he wanted to do. And so he kept changing colleges and changing majors and really just did not know what he wanted to do. He couldn't figure out what his calling was. And he was at church and a friend at church said, why don't you go into insurance? And he was like, that insurance, I can't sell anything. Like I'm, I'm really shy. That wouldn't work out for me. It's not a good fit and whatever. Right. But eventually he decided to go for it and he had to borrow $500 to get his insurance license from his dad. And this was kind of a funny story. Because he asked his dad for the money, and like I said, he had been to eight different colleges in five and a half years, didn't know what he wanted to do. So, of course, his dad was like, why would I give you $500? You know, you're just going to quit this and move on to the next thing, right? But eventually he did, and his first week, he actually made $1,000 selling, and he thought it was going to be just 
easy, like a cakewalk, right? And of course, he found out that every week is is not that easy, and he kind of lucked into some sales his first week. But one of the things he talked about was being coachable and how he sought advice from the older and the more successful people that were working there. And because he did that, he actually became very successful. And three and a half years later, at 27 years old, he actually bought the insurance agency that he was working for. So then he owned it and he was suddenly leading this team of you know, dozens of other guys who were 20, 30 years older than him at 27 years old. And I asked him how that was, you know, was that difficult trying to lead people 20, 30 years older than him? And he said, yes, there were definitely challenges, but he was humble and he didn't let his ego get in the way. He had done well in sales. So people, that always helps obviously, right? You know, he was leading by example and from the front. And also he talked about how he went to a Tom Hopkins boot camp in Arizona and he had to borrow thousands of dollars to go sign up for the coaching program there and didn't have money for it, but that that was one of the key things that helped him to thrive in his business and also to be able to lead guys that are 20, 30 years older than him. And then we jump ahead because I asked him how he transitioned from insurance into coaching, what he does now. And he was in the insurance business for 24 years, I believe. Age 48, the company he was working with ended up canceling his contract. They did a restructuring and essentially thought he was making too much money. And so, boom, all of a sudden, age 48, he'd been incredibly successful. He built a a large team around him. He was financially very successful. And all of a sudden, age 48, boom, they cancel his contract. He's got nothing. And he talked about how all of his worth was tied up in the company and who he was in terms of his business and his finances. And he literally, he couldn't get out of bed and he didn't know what to do. I mean, he would literally have days, he said, where he would get up, he'd shower, then he'd go lay back in bed again and just stare at the ceiling because he didn't know what to do. And eventually his wife said, hey, you should get into coaching. And of course he was like, oh, who would want to listen to me, right? I'm a has-been and all these things that we can all relate to of the false beliefs that pop up in our head. So eventually, 2015, he started with this publishing company that his wife found and it's a neighborhood magazine and his wife ran the publication and Alan got involved in leadership, right? And he was there for three years and his main focus was to launch into a coaching business. He just saw this kind of as a stepping stone. Let me get my feet back under me. And so after a few years, that's what he did. He launched his coaching business. And so he coaches entrepreneurs and business owners. He helps them go to the next level. And I asked him what he loves about coaching. And he talked about how he loves seeing the impact. He loves seeing people overcome. And he loves those light bulb moments, the aha moments, when somebody gets it. And I agree, being a coach myself and coaching hundreds of people, it's awesome to see the impact. And it's awesome to see the not only the impact on the individual you're coaching, but the impact that they have on others around them and their business and their family when they start showing up different. I asked him if he thinks everybody should have a coach and he said, yes, absolutely, right? Because we all have blind spots and we're all emotional beings, right? So having somebody to look from the 10,000 foot view is extremely helpful because when we're thinking about things in our head, you know, we have emotions tied to the situation a lot of times, which causes us to not be able to fully think clearly and we're so in the situation sometimes we're so in the weeds you know that we can't see the full picture so having a coach I think I agree it's it's great because we do have blind spots and we are emotional so having somebody outside of that they can see those things and point them out to us is absolutely key 
And we also talked about NLP. So Alan and his wife are both certified in NLP. And if you don't know what NLP is, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I asked him to give a, a, a quick explanation of it. And he gave a, a fantastic like two-sentence definition of what it is. So again, go back, listen to the full episode. It was awesome. But basically what he said was, it's the language of the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is the goal getter, basically. And so you want to get fluent in the language of your mind. And I'm not going to say too much more about it on here. Go back and listen to the full episode or just go Google NLP. But it is a, a fantastic tool. I asked him about some of his best habits and he talked about working on himself, how he has a weekly meeting with himself for two hours and how it's kind of like the linchpin for everything that he does and how when you have an intentional meeting, then you're not reactionary. And so he analyzes what went well from the week, his KPIs, which stands for key performance indicators. And he basically has a talk with himself about the upcoming week. And he also talked about a philosophy he has where he says, hey, you know, today started yesterday. Next week starts this week. Next year starts this year. And I love that way of thinking about it. And so to go along with that philosophy, he does his meetings Fridays, end of the day from 3 to 5 p.m. And I know a lot of people that do their weekly meeting, something like this on a Monday morning before they start, or they do it on Sundays. And I've done it at all different times as well and tried different things out. But I think there is something to ending your week with already having the following week planned even if you don't go through the entire thing and you, and you just do part of it, I think there's definitely something to that. And then I asked him about how he balances his marriage with being a business owner. So a few things that I pulled out from what he said, they plan their vacations and their time together first. So they put those types of things in their calendar first when they're planning the year. They figure out, okay, when do we want to go on vacation? Where do we want to go? Which dates? And then boom, they put it in the calendar, lock it in and time together, date nights, things like that. My wife, Brittany, and I do the same thing. And if you don't plan your schedule that way, I highly recommend you do. Because otherwise, you're going to be putting other things that are not as important as those in front of that. You want to plan your business around your life, not your life around your business. Ideally, right? And you can't always do that, but as much as possible. So put in time together with your wife, vacations, things like that. Put that in your calendar first, not trying to find time for that, you know, whatever's left over after you've scheduled everything else. It's the wrong way to go about it. And I asked him what advice he would give to his 20-year-old self, you know, right when he's first starting out in business. I guess that would have been 24 for him. And he's had a lot of experience in business. And some of the things that he said is, number one, life is short. So make time for you and your family. Make it a priority because you don't want to get to the end of your life and think that you worked too much, right? Relationships are much more important Now, work is important as well, but he talked about how he prioritized work over relationships and over his family a lot, especially when he was in his 20s, and he wished he wouldn't have done it that way. Second thing he mentioned is that people are doing what they can with what they have, so just to give people more grace, because we don't understand what's going on in their life. We don't understand the struggles they have, and it's really easy to just judge people and be like, oh, look at that person, or why'd they do this? Why'd they do that? But just to give more grace. And I agree with that. And then number three, he wishes he would have learned NLP in his 20s um, so he could better manage his emotions. And then of course, I asked him what his definition of an extraordinary man is. And he said, it's someone that serves his family and his community first. 
someone that puts the Lord and their wife and service first over business and someone that's a, a husband and a great leader for their family. And he also, you know, got a little vulnerable and he said, if he's honest, you know, the reason why he probably lost his insurance contract at age 48, which is what I was talking about earlier, is because he, he was a little bit full of himself, right? People were pumping him up and he was starting to believe it and buy into it. And so I appreciate him sharing that. And I'll put links in the show notes down below, but uh, definitely go check out Alan's website and uh, you can go connect with him on Facebook as well. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man Podcast. Here's the thing, you're never gonna maximize your potential on your own. So I'm personally inviting you to come and join me in the private Extraordinary Man Facebook group so you can level up your business and your life. Just head over to Facebook and type Extraordinary Man into the search box and it will show up as the first result. Iron sharpens iron and this is the number one place for you to connect with me and other like-minded men who are on a mission to maximize their potential. My goal is to help you become the man God created you to be in all areas of your life. So come and join us in the Facebook group and upgrade your business and your life. I'll see you on the next episode.